Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shifted Radio. I'm Mike. Today, we have a special guest joining us on the show. His name is Brandon Mashinter. Brandon is a veteran of 515 AHL games played, 64 NHL games played, and over 240 OHL games played. Brandon also went to the Memorial Cup in 2007-2008 with the Kitchener Rangers. Brandon is currently with the San Jose Barracuda and in the San Jose Sharks organization. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. How are you doing today? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How, uh, how are things going in San Jose? They're going all right. Uh, we got a really young, young team this year, so uh, you know it's uh, it's a bit of growing pains, but uh, it's also uh, a little rewarding seeing the the young guys progress. Absolutely, and do you feel like it's been kind of going that way for a while now? Every team just keeps getting younger, younger, or are we just getting older? Uh, it's a little <laughs> bit of both. So it's pretty big separation. <laughs> My God, I was just I was just reading and seeing. I was just checking at. I saw that you have over 500 AHL games played. That's impressive. Yeah, that's. Uh, it was about a month ago, I think that happened, and it was kind of funny too. We were playing against uh, my team from last year, Rockford IceHogs. So it's kind of nice to have the 500th against them, but uh, it's uh, it goes by quick. But at the same <laughs> yeah. time, it's, uh, it's a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, it is. Especially when you're playing in North America, there's a the seasons are quite long. Yeah, so, it's a grind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we gave the listeners a short, short uh, kind of Cole's notes version of your history, a little bit of like playing background. But why don't you get a little deeper into who you are, where you come from, and like your, I guess your journey, and like a little bit about your story. Uh, well. I started uh, playing hockey when I was four. Uh, I was pretty much skating as as soon as I could walk, and nice. uh, so I started out. I started out minor hockey, played for York Simcoe Express, and then uh, my draft year to the OHL, um, I was playing for Markham Islanders in the DHL, and uh, I ended up getting drafted in the, in the sixth round. To starting a sting, uh, ended up playing two years with them, then uh, got traded to Kitchener Rangers and played a year and a half with them. We uh, the one year that I played with them, we uh, we won the OHL and went to the Memorial Cup, and we ended up losing in the finals there. Um, the following year, I uh, got traded to Belleville and. Ended up signing a contract to the San Jose Sharks um, and played three and a half years with their organization being called up and down um, between the Sharks and their farm team the, with the Sharks. And then got traded from there to the New York Rangers where, again, I was playing uh, both uh, with the Rangers and their farm team in Hartford. Um and then was there for a year, and then got traded to Chicago Blackhawks. Um, with them, I, I think it was two years I spent in the minors full-time, and then uh, 
I was up with them full time for one year. Um, and then the final year with their organization, I was back down in the minors. And then uh, this past off season, signed with uh, San Jose again. And uh, it's, it's been great so far. That's awesome. Kind of going back to where you first started at all. Is it, has it changed very much? I mean, I was drafted by the Sharks way, way back in uh, 04. And, uh, you know, there, I, I think there's still uh, some of the same people kicking around there. But is, has the organization changed a little bit since you were there last time? Uh, you know what? Not much has changed. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the same uh, organization involved, a lot of the same people, scouts. Um, uh, the only difference really is their coaching staff. Um, who they have Pete DeBoer there and Steve Spot, who were actually my junior coaches for in Kitchener when we went to uh-huh. the Memorial Cup. So uh, for me, that's that's no different. I know their style and I know how they like uh, their team to play. So uh, it's it's been a great fit for me so far. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that, and it's nice to have those familiar people around for sure. When especially when you're you know going to a new team, even though it's a <laughs> A new old team, I guess, but yeah. You know. you know, the thing is, though, with hockey, it's sometimes not what you know; it's who you know. For and, sure, uh, you know. For me, I think this off season, uh, having those two coaches, I think it helped me get a spot, not only with the organization, but uh, you know, just uh, it keeps them also and keeps me on their mind too, knowing that uh, I, I've played with them in the past and have won a championship with them in juniors and you know that's with coaches and organizations nowadays that's what they look for is winners and um you know if you're not winning they're not gonna sign you for the most part yeah i've seen so many times over the course of my career that you know you get players who are having like decent seasons but they play on really good teams and their teams go far in the playoffs or they win a championship and for the most part, those guys usually get more contracts and more opportunities than, you know, someone who puts up some really good numbers but is on a, you know, very average or mediocre team. Would you find that is, you know, kind of been true for you? Like, you've seen those guys too? For sure. I mean, you look at uh, Angie. Like, Angie's gotten multiple contracts with uh, Tampa Bay and Syracuse. And, uh, you know, he, because he won a, a championship with uh, – who, who was it with? Norfolk? I think it was yeah, North. it was Norfolk, and then they went to the finals again the year after. Yeah. So, I, you know, teams just want winners. It's, it's, it's the type sure. of business It's the type of business that we're in that, you know, if you win, you're going to get looked at. And, you know, you may not be the best player on that team, but because you have that experience, um, you're going to, you know, you're going to get that next contract and you're going to – be on most likely a very good team the next year for sure and it's it's so important to us that you know it's kind of how we extend our careers usually you know you play on some good teams and it kind of catapults you to the next year or two have you thought of it like that in in that sense like when you've played on good teams you know thinking about not even just for the following contract but just the longevity of your career have you ever like put any thought to that um, actually I haven't, but now that you're thinking about it, it does make sense because, you know, the more fun you're having in hockey, the, the better you're going to play, uh, the more relaxed you're going to play, the, 
more you want to go to the rink and see the guys and, you know, see the coaches and be out there on the ice because that's, you know, hockey is supposed to be fun. And if you're not having fun, it, uh, it can be a grind. For sure. And, you know, that's so relevant. You know, I remember, you know, playing in, in the AHL and, uh, you know, the, the constant, you know, mental stress that you, that you're under going to the rink because, you know, you, you are that close to being called up to the NHL and there's always every single day you go to the rink and you're thinking, you know, how did I do last game or do they, does the NHL club need someone to be called up or is it going to be me? How did I play last game? How are the other guys doing around me? You know, and, and that's something that I've talked about with a lot of the guys we've had on the show so far, but you're the first guy so far that that's, you know, currently in that sort of system uh, at, at this time now. So like, can you just talk us through like that? Like, how do you, how is that? Like, is that kind of an accurate representation? At, in, in what way? Are you... Like, like I'm talking about like the, uh, the stress levels going to the rink sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it is stressful, especially like right now, as I said, we have a, we have a young team. And we're we're kind of we win one we lose one uh, we're kind we're we're above five hundred, which is good. But um, you know when you're when you're losing, that's when you start overthinking things. Uh, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? And then you start gripping the tight the stick too tight, and you know it's just it's almost like a snowball effect after that. And you don't you don't want to get into that mindset. Um, like when you're playing, Bernie, and you're, and you're starting when you're getting all your points, and you know things are just rolling. You're not thinking; you're just going out there and having fun, mm-hmm. right? But when things do start getting tough, that's that's when you find out who is mentally strong and who's not, and you know that's where you kind of have to get out of that funk and find something where you know you go to the rank that makes it fun. And yeah, we, it's just a mindset we have to turn around and try to try to find fun in something where it gets it so that you're you're coming to the rink again, feeling that uh, motivated and wanting to, you know, get the points and work on things. And instead of going there and you, you're in the dog days and you don't want to be there and, you know, those that's when you the, you really find out that guys are struggling and um when they're, you know, not getting the points and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it definitely is all about the mindset. Um, I remember back in the days, uh, you know, when I would go to the rink, the, the things that I would think of that would help me, you know, through that stress, you know, when the team isn't doing well or when, when you're not doing well on a personal level, you know, I lean on a couple things, you know, like first and foremost, I actually love the hard work. I love the putting in like the day-to-day sort of, you know, effort and, and all that stuff that came with it. I actually really liked it. It was almost like I was challenging myself on a, on a daily basis to see how good I could be uh, each day. And secondly, you know, like I was always just very cognizant of, you know, I was very grateful for that opportunity just to be playing hockey. Cause I remember growing up in my teen years, going to work with my dad at the factory uh, for a few summers and thinking like, man, I had better make it in hockey because I do not want to be, you know, going to work uh, at a factory, um, you know, when I can have this opportunity to go and do something like that. 
yeah. you know, like, and those people will tell you the same thing, but at the same time, you know, everybody is necessary and, and I'm grateful for all the people that I met and, and, you know, for my dad, for what he does for sure, because he gave me that opportunity to play hockey. But, you know, when you have such an opportunity in front of you, you definitely uh, can put it in perspective. So like, what are some of the things that you've used when you go to the rink? Um, for me, it's, uh, I, I'm someone who, you know, was, it was ingrained in me to whatever you do, do it a hundred percent. Um, my parents ingrained that in me. My, you know, my daddy's the same. He, he wakes up at sometimes three in the morning, goes to work and doesn't show up till seven o'clock at night and eats there and then goes to bed and starts it all over again. And that's, you know, for me, I, I see that. And I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. I, I better work hard on the night tomorrow. <laughs> my God, I know. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I, I think I'm at a different age now than I was obviously when I was young, younger were in the sense that um, obviously I've uh, matured quite a bit and, you know, it's not about, uh, you know, points as much anymore as working hard and being more of a leader for the young guys uh -huh. uh, and kind of show them the ropes. Um, but uh, again, it's, I get in that, that state of mind sometimes too, where it's tough to come out where you are just thinking about the points and it, them coming and uh, how you can get them. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's tough to get out of. And uh, I think sometimes for me, I just try to be a little bit more relaxed around the rink. If I start getting, getting into that mindset and try to, you know, bring a little bit more energy and be a little bit more upbeat and happy around the rink because you know sometimes that's all it takes is just being happy and being relaxed you know yeah, yeah. As, soon as, as soon as you get into you know moping around and feeling sorry for yourself it's going to get worse um so I, I i try not to get into that mindset um as much anymore yeah for sure you know once you get into that down, downward spiral where you know you're thinking woe is me and uh, you know, everybody's out to get me and this and that. Like, it can really, it can really spiral out of control pretty quickly if you don't tame it. Um, you know, and this, there's so many tricks, you know, you learn over the years. But I like what you say. And, and I remember, you know, doing those things as well. You know, sometimes when you're not performing or when things just aren't going your way, you have to overemphasize or over-exaggerate, like, you know, the good stuff during the day, like the happy thoughts yeah. or the happiness, you know, like yeah. sometimes, you know, when they say like, you got to fake it till you make it, you know, it's, it's just kind of, you know, it fit that uh, particular time, you know, you just got to put a smile on and just enjoy the, you know, the, the process of the hard parts. Cause you know, sure. it won't, it won't last, you know, and you'll come out of it on top. And if you do it properly, it'll be, it'll be much more rewarding afterwards. For sure. And, and, you know, even to touch base on what you said about, uh, you know, everyone's out to get you. And you, you shouldn't think like that either because they're, they're not out to get you. And I, I, I used to think like that. Like, I'd, I'd get pulled aside after a game and, you know, I'd get reamed out for 45 minutes. <laughs> and, you know, then you think – that's when you start thinking, okay, they hate me, they're out to get me, whatever. But if you think like that, then – yeah, then they are out to get you. But if you think, turn it around and be like, okay, 
maybe they're not out to get me, but they want to see me exceed. They, these are the things they want me to do so that I do exceed. And um, they're trying to help you. And that if you look at it that way, instead of they're out to get me, uh, I think you'll be better off. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the, at the end of the day, it's in their best interest for you to perform you know, to the best of your abilities. So for them, they're, they're getting a, a, you know, return on their investment um, when you're doing really, really well. So, right. you know, it doesn't really clue in at the beginning of your career. Cause you, you know, you're thinking like, Oh man, you know, why are they, you know, they're, they're singling me out or they're, they're talking however they are, but re- realistically they're just telling us because, you know, they, they want us to do well because it's in their best interest. Right. That's exactly it. And they're just trying to do their job as well. They're just trying to get the best out of us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll take it back real quick to, well, I guess not real quick, to the uh, your OHL days because, you know, you, you did win a championship in the OHL and you went to the Memorial Cup. And that's not something that a lot of people are able to do. And the more and more I'm thinking about it and just you know, thinking about like how my career has gone and all that stuff and how guys think about their careers, you know, the, the OHL and, you know, junior hockey or college hockey or whatever it is, like that's, that's as far as some guys will go. And, and it's a pretty big deal. I mean, the, the league itself is obviously really, really good. And, and there's a lot of good players that come out of every league and make up, you know, professional hockey, but you know, what was it like at that time for you? Like, what was your experience like in junior? And then, you know, kind of take us through what it was like to win a championship in the OHL and then play in the Mem Cup. Yeah, um, when I was in Sarnia, um, Sarnia, I struggled a lot. I almost actually quit hockey when I was in Sarnia. Um, luckily, I didn't because I made it hard. <laughs> yeah, but, I love- uh, <laughs> Yeah, luckily. You know, it, one of the things was, you know, coming out of minor hockey, uh, you know, every every time there's a draft, it's usually the best players that are getting drafted out of those, you know, leagues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got I got drafted in the sixth round. And, and you know, it, you come in, you're, you're feeling good about yourself getting drafted. And, you know, you want to make a team, obviously. And for me, with Sarnia, I didn't have a great experience being there because I was a young guy coming in and, you know, I was getting healthy scratched a lot, not playing. And when I did play, I wasn't playing, you know, to my capabilities because, you know, when you're young, you're getting healthy scratch. You start overthinking everything that we just talked about. Uh And, um, you know, I, it just wasn't a fun experience for me. And, um, you know, that's when I started fighting a little bit and, uh, becoming taking on that role and I never had done that before and so for me it was it was tough to get over that mentally as well think, knowing that you had to you might have to possibly fight the toughest guy every night huh. and uh, so from there um, you know it, it wasn't uh, we, we both kind of mutually agreed to uh, go our separate ways when I was kind of done there. And uh, that's when I got uh, trade to Kitchener. And uh, Kitchener, it was uh, a lot better experience, obviously, with, you know, we had a winning team. Um, I had, uh, that was when I, Pete DeBoer and Steve Spot were there. And they they made me into 
for the most part, the player I am today. Um, I think that's where it all kind of started for me um, to find love for hockey again, really. Because mm-hmm. when I went in I to Kitchener, I was excited because it was a new opportunity. But at the same time, I really did not like hockey because of um, all the politics and everything that was going on to me personally. Um, and so, you know, with playing there, it, it helped me find the love of hockey again, again, and, you know, love to win as most all hockey players do. They love to win. And, um, from there, it just kind of, I blossomed a little bit more when I got traded to Belleville, um, and ended up, uh, having a, one of the best years of my, my life, really. I ended up with a really good year with points wise, uh, penalty minutes wise and just being all around good player uh where it ended up getting me a contract with san jose mm-hmm. and that was the year after you guys went to the mem cup or two years later uh with belleville yes yeah belleville was the year after okay yeah so i played half a year with kitchener and then got traded to belleville midway through the year we oh. uh we ended up going to the conference finals and uh, we uh, lost to uh, Brampton. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that year. Um, so what about your your Mem Cup experience? What was that like? It was awesome. Honestly, it's, uh, we, we were hosting it that year. So it, it was in our home barn. And, uh, you know, it was uh, something that obviously uh, I'll always remember. Um, but it was just, just the buzz around town and, uh, I don't know. It just, the, it just gave me chills. It's giving me chills right now. <laughs> think about it. Like it, it's, it was, it was something that uh, I wish everyone could experience. Cause it's, it's something that's unbelievable. And, you know, it, it, it was a year that they actually dropped the cup, Spokane. They broke <laughs> so, oh like, yeah. Tikarski. Yeah. Made us feel a little bit better, but uh, it's it still it was uh, it was a heartbreaker that one. Yeah, that would uh, that would be tough, especially when you guys are hosting it, uh, yeah. lo- losing in the finals of anything definitely sucks. But when you guys are hosting it, that probably was pretty tough. Um, yeah, that was. I remember that when uh, when they dropped it. I think I played with uh, Tikarski, who was the goalie there in Spokane. Yeah, I think they right. yeah they they dropped it there. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, hey, kudos to them for winning it, and uh, yeah, so that's a that's a really interesting experience, you know. Like you played a long time in in uh, the OHL. You had, uh, I think, you had over two hundred games played in the in the OHL. I think is that what I? I have no idea. Yeah, you have. It says you had uh, you got two hundred forty two games played in the OHL. That's uh, it's pretty impressive, and you know, like it, that's that's something that you know isn't. Uh, you, know, you played when you were underage, right? Uh, I played, yeah, I think I played eight or nine games my underage year at the end mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's impressive in itself. I mean, that to me, to playing oh, underage uh, in junior hockey is like is like playing as an eighteen year old in the NHL. Like, I think it's so hard to do that, and you have to be so physically mature to do that kind of stuff because you know, you're playing against guys who are twenty one years old and. It might not seem like a big difference, a big gap between 16 and 21 or, you know, but the, there's a 
it's a pretty big, significant difference yeah. in, in like funny. maturity. I never, I never thought about like the whole underage thing, but that, you're right. That is, it's true. It's like uh, it's it's five years. Like think about how yeah. you were as a 16 year old compared to what you were as a 21 year old. No, yeah, it was night and day. Yeah, and like you're. Just not even forget about like the physical aspect because like the physical aspect obviously is going to be very different, but just your mental aspect of like who you were as a person, yeah. right? Like you just yeah. you're just thinking like a kid versus thinking more like a you know someone who's somewhat of an adult, you know, at that right. time. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it is crazy to think about that. Actually. So that's that's kind of it. That's kind of cool. Like you know, you don't get you don't meet too many guys who who do that. So that's, uh, it's definitely something to say about like how you were, you were developing at that time. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, especially, uh, like at that age where like I, I'm six, four, 200 right now, 215 pounds. So back then, like I was still growing. Yeah. And, and so I really hadn't filled out my body yet. And, uh, like, I, sorry, I sucked. I was a terrible player. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you were a terrible player because you were playing in the league. You know, well, that's, the, yeah, that's the but... premier, that's the premier league, uh, for that age group. So, I mean, you're not a terrible player, you know? No, no but just from, you know, the type of player that I am now to where I was. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it's really is night and day because I, back at that age, like, I'm not a great skater as it is. And, like, I, I, I've worked hard to get to where I am with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then back then I was, I, I don't even know how I stood up. I was bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we do a lot of work, especially with Dennis in the summertime. Uh, we'll get into, you know, our summer training later, but you know, with Dennis in the summertime, he's always talking about like the long-term athletic development. And like when you're 16 years old, you know, you're, you haven't even progressed to like the 17 and plus, you know, where, where you're doing everything. So like, it's, yeah, it's just crazy to think about that stuff. Well, yeah, but. And like, I, like, I think, I think kids with the hockey is nowadays, kids are working out earlier. Mm-hmm. I think it's too early personally. I don't know what you think, what your thoughts are on it, but I, I just think that like the kids haven't developed in their bodies yet. And it's, it just I get that they want to get in shape and stuff like that but weight training and I I just think they uh kind of hinder the, their development to their own body um I, I don't know what are your thoughts on that well my thoughts are you know once you start hitting puberty that's usually around 13 years old that's when I think your body is ready for like some change that's when I think you can you know you can push yourself to do like because you know your testosterone starts coming in and your body can handle a little more like exertion, right? Because yeah, it's going yeah. through a lot more stuff. But I think like, you know, 11 and under, you know, it's more about like facilitating good positive emotions towards the sport, you know, like yeah, having yeah. fun, learning what hockey is, right? Because when you're seven, eight, nine years old, like you, you just need to be out, you know, on the ice playing. The best lesson yeah. I learned probably still to this day in minor hockey was our two, I was eight years old. And one of my teammates was, he was getting like almost beat up right in front of me. Like, you know, and I was trying to keep the puck in the blue line. And one of their players was like basically on top of our guy, like hitting him and cross-checking him. And I was just standing there waiting. And I remember my coach just yelled at me. He's like, don't just stand there, get in there. So like I jumped in there and like, you know, we, I kind of like, we kind of like fought the guy a little bit and, 
you know, like that, that lesson right there taught me so much, like to care about my teammates. So like, right, yeah. right from then on that, that changed my entire hockey career right in that moment. Cause then right from then I was like, I got to care about these guys. And, yeah. and I, you know, you start to care about them. Right. Yeah, and like that's, sure. that's the kind of stuff that, you know, you want those kids to learn when they're, when they're young like that, I think. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think when, you know, they're, they're in minor hockey is when they're, you know, kids are sponges. They want to learn, they want to, and they learn their quickest at this age. And I think the, the fundamental skills of hockey are lost um, in minor hockey. I don't think they do it enough. I don't think they do it enough in pro. To be honest. For sure. For sure. Like we, in Rockford, they did a great job of, uh, um, doing skills days where, you know, we were doing a stick handling, we do skating and we do like a shooting, uh, three different stations. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that to me was, was great. Like it, you know, if you do it, we got a week long practice and you, you know, do it at the beginning of the week and, and you don't do any systems. I think that's perfect because you, you still need to stay on top of your skills. For right? sure. Absolutely. And, and I don't, think that they do that enough at the at the minor hockey league level um and Mm -hmm. granted they don't get as much ice time as we do but at the same time you don't need to be drilling systems into these kids because they need to work on their skill first to be able to do the systems for sure right and that that's you know and that's a good segue because i wanted to talk about this before but you know you you kind of brought it up now which is good um you know, you talk about how you guys did it with, you know, Rockford and that's the Chicago organization. And, you know, there's a reason why that team, you know, that organization has been so good for so long. And, and I saw, you know, how, you know, cause we're training partners in the summertime. We've been working out together for what, five years now, but uh, I saw the, the change when you went over to that organization and, you know, I saw the effort level go up and, and I saw like all the things you guys were doing and um, there's a, it's, it's a, it's a big reason why their team and their organization does so well because they're, they're doing things a little differently and they're, you know, they're, they're getting guys to work on specific things and they're keeping all of their, you know, skill set intact and they're, they're growing it at the same time. You know, I, I saw how hard you guys worked on uh, like your skating, you know, you brought Delaney in, you know, for the, for the one year. Um, but then you had another skating guy that you, you were going to, and, and I know you would go down to Chicago in the summertime and, and train with those guys. So, you know, like, what did you, what were your thoughts on that whole situation there in Chicago? They're, you know, they're, they are a good organization in, in the sense of developing players. Like you look at their, their team now, they probably have, three quarters of their team from Rockford, you know, just mm-hmm. bringing up through the system. And, uh, you know, they, as I said, they work at least once a week, depending on the schedule. Like if, if it uh, complies yeah. with what they want to do, they, uh, they work on their skills, uh, at least once a week. Um, and then they, they get into their, their systems and, you know, it's, it's one of those teams that, doesn't want to want you to just be a robot out there. Mm-hmm. Joel Quimble, he wants you guys, he wants every line to be able to play. 
and he wants then the fourth line who doesn't play very much to at least be able to get to the 10 minute mark. Mm -hmm. And if you're not able to play that much, then he's not going to, you're not going to be there. Um, And for, you know, doing those skills and, you know, preparing them for the NHL, um, you know, that you can just look at their team this year. They brought up, you know, so many young guys. They got Nick Schmaltz there. They got Ryan Hartman there. Um, mm-hmm. Benny Hinnestroza, uh, Forsling. Like, they probably have six or seven guys that were on Rockford last year called up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to them, it's it obviously is working. Um, granted, they're not in the top of the league right now. They're in the bottom, but... Yeah, they're in a little bit of a transition year. Well, they've, they've had cap issues, and they're... Exactly, they're in a transition year. So, you know, it's going to happen, and teams go through it. Um, yeah, well, they've been good since, you know, before 2010. I mean, it's, right. it's yeah. been a long time, but they've been good. And, yeah. you know, you were you're part of uh, some of those teams. So, like, what was it like? Because, like, the, the aura around being, you know, with Chicago is like, you know, when they get to the playoffs, they're going to turn it on. And, you yeah. know, for the most part, they always did. And, and because, you know, they had four lines that would just roll over and, you know, they would just – you know, stifle teams because teams couldn't keep up with them because they were rolling four solid lines they could play. And then you put like the top end talent out on the ice and those guys are just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, well, you're right. Yeah. They're and the thing with Chicago is that they knew from day one that they're going to win. Like they just had that mindset that they're winning. Mm-hmm. And, and even when they're, they're down, they, they just had that, that known factor that okay we're okay we're gonna we're gonna come out of this and we're gonna win and uh you know it, it was nice to be a part of because it's you never worried you're just it, it goes back to our conversation you're, you're just going out there and playing and uh you know and it's obviously led by the captain john jonathan Taze there who you know is one of the hardest working guys on that team um but he he comes in with mindset that he they're winning, and and that's just how it is. Um, and and it, was, it was definitely nice to be around. Yeah, it makes everyone around a little more easy. Like you like you said, like a little, like you could take a breath. Like okay, you know, like if he's confident, I'm going to be confident too. And then it kind of raises your game, I imagine, right? Like for it, sure, that's for what the that's what the best players in the world do. Like they they raise your game before you even step on the ice. And, you know, well, being... for, look at Patrick Kane, for instance, he loses his linemate in uh, Panarin, who to me were the best one, two punch in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I was away from the organization and see that now, I'd still say the same thing. Cause they are just ridiculous together, Yeah, but they lose him. And then they just put whoever else on the wing with him. And, he still is putting up the numbers and still putting up numbers with whoever is on his line. So he's one of those guys that makes everyone better. Yeah. Yeah. And like when you get like a guy like Taves or like Duncan Keith, I'm assuming, you know, like those guys make you confident before you even start the game. So like when, when you have that kind of confidence going into a game, it just leads to better results. And that's how you can beat teams mentally by, you know, just having that belief, which is, you know, it's kind of rare, but like those good players really definitely do that, especially, you know, you see Crosby too. Like he's another good example. 
And those guys tend to be the hardest working guys on the ice, off the ice too. So, you know, you, you feel like, Hey, uh, if that guy <laughs> who's that good is working that hard, yeah. I better, I better do something too. For sure. For sure. And, and for me, it's, uh, they make you better. I don't know if it's, they, they make you better or it's you knowing that you're playing with them. So, you know, you have to raise your game. Mm-hmm. So I like, I don't know where you draw the line there where do, are they, are, they are making you better, but you also have to raise your game. Yeah. That that's, that's what I mean. Like they're, they're making you better by having you raise your game to stay at their level, you know, right. like having to yeah. try to, to try to catch them or to right. try to be as good as them, you know? Right. So like that, yeah. that's how I would assume that they're, you know, raising your game. For sure. Um, yeah. What, like, what was it like when you made that team or when you got called up and then you, you know, they told you, Hey, you're going to get, you're going to get a place. Um, like what was, well, how, I did, how was I didn't that? I get a place until though. I think it was like two months left in the season. So I had no idea. But uh, when I got that letter saying, go find a place, it was honestly a <laughs> dream come true, really. like For sure, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it was just and, – and to me, it's still – even though they told me to find a place, like, yeah, okay, I felt part of the team, but I still didn't feel like I made it. Because um, <laughs> I've always been that bubble player. And, mm-hmm. and you know – I've always felt like I've had to come into the rink and earn earn my job that day, not for the next game, but that day. Mm. Because really, in the NHL, they do go by day by day basis, and uh, you know it, it's 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 hard to get there. And you you hear this all the time. It's hard to get there. It's even harder to stay there. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it is. It's really hard to get there. Like it is so hard to get there. But then when you get there. It's exponentially harder to stay there. Yeah, because and the thing is, is that there's always someone else that's coming up that's gonna be better than you. Right? Yeah, like and, there's just so many good players all the way around. Yeah, and they're just getting better. It's it's crazy, you know, how hard it actually is to to stay there. Like some oh. obviously, if you're a star, like you're gonna be there. But if you're a bubble player, like yeah, it's that's where it's hard. Is when you're a bubble player, that's the hardest yeah because you you're always on edge you always know that like someone could come and just do well and then it's like oh man <laughs> what am i going to do to keep my spot right so that's a good mentality go into every day where you're like you're going to earn your spot but then i'm sure it gets taxing mentally you know at any point like even if you're playing in the nhl it's still tough you know, see probably it might be even tougher because you're like i love this lifestyle you know i love playing in these rinks and you know Obviously, there's a lot of perks to playing in the NHL, and, and you just want to stay around there, and you want to stay around that. Yeah, well, there's obviously there's a lot more perks to playing in the NHL than anywhere else. Um, but yeah, as you said, like it's you you have to take it day by day, even if it is exhausting on your mind. You have to just find a way to keep going. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, what was it like, you know, in your in your three NHL spots because you were in. San Jose, and then you're with the Rangers, and then you're with the Blackhawks. Like, so, you know, could you give a little bit of, like, comparison, I guess, or what you liked in each spot, and maybe, you know, what where some of the cooler places that you traveled to were? Um, well, San Jose, 
Um, the first time around, it was a little different than this time around. Uh, one, I, it was my first spot. I was younger. Um, and the sense that uh, they didn't have their minor league team uh, right next door. They were mm-hmm. coast to coast. And uh, that was uh, a bit bizarre and hard because if you got called up, you literally had to go from one side of the country to the other. Mm-hmm. And there's one time where we played uh, three and three. And then I got called up after my third game, had to go across the country. And I played my fourth game the next night. Uh, in the <laughs> and I mean, you, you've been there playing three games in three nights is extremely hard Two, two oh, yeah. back-to-backs is hard, but playing three is hard. And then, when I got called up and playing my fourth, I was just pretty much running on adrenaline that night. Oh, yeah. Um, Somehow you can always find the energy to play in the NHL. You, yeah, good. it's so true. Like, <laughs> there's, there's not very many games where you feel bad in the NHL. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or you just block sure. it out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, you'll just, you just don't feel anything. No. Like, nothing. No. Um, but uh, with that, like – they're all good organizations, and I'm not just saying that. I have no, for sure. Yeah, I've been lucky with um, the organizations I've been with, um, where they've treated their players pretty well. Obviously, there's going to be some that are better than others, um, and I do have some, but I'm not going to, you know, mention the details on this. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they they all were good organizations, and they're all good for me. Oh, that's that's great. I mean, I played. I, I've been. I was in two of those organizations, though, so San Jose and 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 New York, and they were, you know, quality people all the way around. You know, when you when you get to that level, um, I mean, I didn't play any NHL games with those teams, but you know, when you go to training camps and you know you just converse with the the people that are around there, you know that they, they have. They have a lot of resources and and they they use them well and the people that they have you know generally are good people and they they're knowledgeable and then there's a lot of you know good things that are you know you can learn uh, from those people that are around the organization. So well, especially for like yeah, for of course like they they have ex players within the organization and with San Jose we have uh, every day when we practice at home. We have uh, Mike Ricci and Evgeny Nabokov, who are very mm-hmm. well-known players, um, or past players anyways. And working with, you know, Reach, Mike Ricci, he, he has such an insight and has seen the game past and now present and is very knowledgeable on, on a lot of things offensively and defensively. But, you know, he was, he was an offensive player. He had... I think, what was it, 1,499 games, almost 1,500 games in the NHL, which is insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh. You think 500 is a lot, but 1,500, that's – I don't know how he did it. But um, he – like, he was – made his money being that front presence. And, you know, just to get his insight on being a net front and how to tip a puck and, you know, the positioning on where to be – um, and along the boards as well. And like, I talked to him today because I remember when I first, um, was with their organization, they talked about how, you know, pinning the puck up against the boards and using your feet, uh, to protect it. And so I mm-hmm. talked to him today about it. And I said, like, you know, I'm finding that 
I'm losing the puck while it's in my feet. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, we got away from that because the game's changed. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, <laughs> that was one of the things that stuck with me when I was here the first time around. And so we just kind of went over that today and how to, you know, make sure that I'm not losing the puck along the boards. And, you know, just to have someone like that to teach you these things and is, is huge. And, you know, and that goes back to uh, the working on our skills in minor hockey. You know, you, you shouldn't get rid of working on your skills. You always work through it in the pros too. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what keeps us sharp and keeps us, you know, hungry and it, it makes the game kind of fun too. You know, like there's, it's, we do something that's so much fun on a day-to-day basis. And, and these are some of the things that make it fun. You know, you get, you get to have conversations with, you know, people that you watch growing up or, you know, you get to practice, you know, shooting a one-timer, you know, I just, I just worked on my, you know, shooting one-timers today. Like, you know, there's people that are literally, you know, breaking their backs, doing hard labor you know, and I'm grateful for those people, but like, I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, like I'm truly fortunate that I can, you know, take one timers today. And if someone's paying me yeah. to do this, you know, like, yeah, I'd rather is... break my back playing hockey than something else. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like it's, it's fun sport to be, to be playing something yeah. fun that we can, we, that we can do. We take it for granted sometimes when we shouldn't. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that perspective that we get as we get older, right. Like it's, it's something that we're we're getting used to the perspectives of you know hey when we were younger we're like oh my god you know we have so much energy we can just do this forever and then at some point you're like okay you know the the contracts you know they're not coming as easy as they used to and or you know it's taking a little more time and then you know you see your role change you know like how how has the progression of hockey changed for you? And like, how do you see it? Uh, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on the, on how the game is evolving right now? Uh, honestly, y- yes, honestly, very honestly, <laughs> very honestly, I think the game's boring now. I actually agree with you. You know what? I'm I'm so glad you said that because I 100 percent agree with you that the game is getting way more boring right now yeah. honestly well and it's it's with all these new rules that they're trying to bring in and you know i i talked to devo about this too uh actually yesterday and we were talking about uh this the concussion case mm-hmm. um and how uh he well just his thoughts on it and how he thinks that you know once this concussion case is over that the fighting and, you know, all the rough stuff will be back. And, like, and, and it's not about fighting and stuff, but, again, that a lot of that has gotten out of the game. And you don't see as many hits anymore. You don't see, you know, I don't see the passion as much anymore. I don't see- No, there's nothing. Like, you grew up watching, like, I grew up a Leaf fan. And, like, you grew up and you see these guys who are literally, like, doing – everything to like win a friggin' hockey game you know like they're doing anything they can yeah yeah i think it's it's out of the league now uh i think there's too many people who feel they're entitled Mm -hmm. um they think that they should be on the power player penalty kill no matter what and they haven't earned it and you know if they don't score or if they don't 
something doesn't happen, whatever, in their own way, they kind of pout about it and instead of going and working for it. And, you know, it seems, it just seems that, I don't know, as I said, it just seems like the passion is out of it. And, you know, guys don't care if they win or lose as much. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it exactly, but it's just. It, it's just a, It's just a mentality thing. Like, you know, the NHL is using the AHL as it's, you know, just a development type thing now. And, um, you know, that kind of, you know, you can just see it, right? Like it started even before I left, um, you know, you could definitely see it happening where guys are just in the minors just to get some games, you know, and, and they know, they already know that they're going to be the guys who are being recalled. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, you know, like it's, you know, for guys like you and I who started a little bit before that, and remembering, like, we literally had to fight tooth and nail to get, you know, our opportunity, you know, in, in the in the minors, let alone going to the NHL, right? Like, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, we we had to deal with. And, you know, there's guys that definitely still have to do it now, but it just seems like the mentality is more like we got to give guys an opportunity to see what they have. You're right. They're giving it right away instead of earning it. Mm-hmm. It's just a different mentality. Yeah, it is. It's. It seems like you know we were in that boat where we were kind of in between mm-hmm. um, the whole process of you know that turnaround, and which sucks for us, but you know obviously good for the players coming up now. Um, but it's just yeah, it, it's it, it's just it's tough. It is. Yeah, and I think I think it's only natural, like. You know, for sure, like, every generation is going to say that the next generation is like, oh, you didn't know how hard we had it and this and that. Oh, but, sure. like, uh, and you know, like, that that's just going to happen with the next generation after this one. You know, they're going to say, like, you didn't know how hard we had it. And, you know, they're going to be right and, and or they're going to be wrong or they're going to be right. It's all subjective to, you know, whatever you believe. But, yeah. you know, when I when you talk about, like, the concussion case and you talk about, like, the state of the game right now, like, it's getting – I think the game, honestly, is too fast. I got to be honest. I think that there's there's less hitting, but the, the collisions that are happening are, like, significant. And, you know, there's a lot more um, – I think it's a lot more guys that do things that kind of take liberties maybe with some guys because they know that they don't really have, like, that consequence to face. Well, know? yeah, that's just it. That comes back to the whole fighting thing where you don't have that enforcer on your team that's going to, you know, police out there and make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, those rats aren't going out there and taking liberties. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's – it's taken out of the game. So that's – what, what, you said something earlier before about that um, – that I wanted to comment on. I forget what it was though. I got caught up in the whole fighting thing. Um, the about about which part about the right the, before you said something about fighting. You said something. Um, the speed of the game. The speed. Yeah. 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 Um, the collisions are happening, collisions, and they're well, more. Well, for the collisions, it's because we're. I think we have way too much equipment on. You take. You look back when, in the olden. Uh, the old school hockey, where yeah. they weren't their shoulder pads were very thin, um, and you know obviously they didn't wear visors, 
sole or helmet. So guys mm-hmm. weren't taking liberties on other other guys. But I think if you shrink the equipment a little bit, guys won't be hitting as hard because it'll hurt for one. Yeah. And what's the whole purpose of hitting? To separate the man from the puck, right? Yes, 100%. But it's not like that anymore. A lot of guys hit to hurt someone, mm. especially in playoffs, right? Oh, yeah. The first game of the first round it is like it's, – it's maniacal. It's, yeah. it's crazy. There's not a puck on the ice. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's exciting to watch. Yeah, and you know what? I missed that. I honestly missed that. Right? And that's how every game was played mm-hmm. for the most part. And for me, that that's what was exciting. Even my dad. My dad says he doesn't even watch hockey anymore because it, it's starting to get boring. Yeah, because it's just it's so predictable. You know, they want to possess the puck. They want to pass it, enter the zone, you know, with possession. And then, you know, they want to you know, make, uh, you know, Royal Road passes, which are, you know, across the across the crease, across the goalie's yeah. sight line yeah. from, like, circle to circle, and they want to shoot the puck in an empty net. And, like, the, the game doesn't just always happen like that, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I really miss the passion, as you say, like, to win games. That comes, you know, that comes from having there's, – there's too many games, I think, right now. Um, the, the way the players are being developed, you know, in the younger days is at their younger level now is like, there, there's a high emphasis on like just pure, you know, skills. And, and like when they're learning their tactics, they're learning, um, you know, their, their systematic approach to it. They're learning it pretty early and they're, they're getting like the, the, the way these kids like learn, know how to execute like you know breakouts by the time they're 15 is a lot better than we used to do it but you know you give this guy a puck in a corner against one of us like there's no chance these kids are coming out with it you know right. like that's yeah. you know but and that's where the games you know there's i mean there's there's cause to say that you know each scenario is correct like whether you can you know, execute the, you know, the, the proper uh, zone exit or zone entry or, you know, being able to outwill someone in the board battle and get the puck and bring it to the net. Like, they're both important. Yep. But, I mean, when you're talking about, like, from a fan's perspective, you know, like, people talk about this all the time. And I've had a rant on this podcast about fighting and this and that and, uh, you know, like, I think the game is better off with fighting in the game because it allows us to police ourselves and people might not understand that, but from your perspective, like I, I mean, I was, I didn't fight a lot, but I fought enough to know what it's like. And, and like, I fought enough guys who were pretty tough to understand like, Hey, these guys mean business and you did it a little more than I did. And, and you definitely have, have a better fight card than me, but you know, you still understand that you appreciate what those guys do. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think there is a place with fighting. And I, I bet you 99% of the guys that are playing hockey at a pro level would agree with us. Uh-huh. Um, and, and if fans don't like it, then why – I think we're losing fans. But I think, but I think that they do like it. They just – they're seeing all this information come out about concussions – and 
you know, people are telling him it's the fighting. It's the fight. It's not the fighting. It's not. It's guys. It's guys being really fast. Maybe. Yeah. No. Like it, guys. You know, guys know how to protect themselves in fights, and like you just, if you're throwing punches, like we're we're playing on skates. To be honest, like there's not a lot of balance, really. Even if a guy has amazing balance, there's still not really that balanced on the ice. Yeah. You know, you, you get you get a little bit of a nudge or a pull, and like you could just fall over. Yeah. You know? Like this is. Yeah, for sure, and you know, I, 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 no, I agree with you. The fans do like it, and I think that. I mean, I don't know what the stats are with uh, the fan base and if they're rising or falling, but um, I see it in San Jose where they're they're not getting as many fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, from when I first came out here to now, like it, they're not getting as many. I don't know. If, if Do you not think that that's totally related or like somewhat related to, you know, the way the game is played, like the passion level of the game? Like, I think it is. I, I think partially. Um, I also think that, you know, it could have to do with maybe promotion, promotion, like the PR group. I don't know. I don't know about that. So I don't, I'm not going to touch on that because that's mm-hmm. out, of, yeah. <laughs> out of my pay grade, but um, <laughs> Anyways, it, I I don't I don't know I just I believe that the fighting there is a there is a uh, a need for it in the game, um, and I I I kind of agree with Devo in a sense that once this concussion thing is done, that it might it well I think it will make a comeback, um, and I think it'll they'll just say that the players are putting themselves at risk and sign a waiver or something and with our contracts. Well, to be honest, like we all know what we're getting into. Well, that's like, the, you, 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 we know, you know, you, you don't sign up for hockey thinking like, Oh my gosh, like if this guy fights me, like I'm going to do something like, right. No, we don't, we don't like, we don't sign up for that. We sign up saying, Hey, like if someone messes with our teammate, like we're going to drop the gloves, you know, <laughs> like that's well, right. what it is. And obviously there's some guys that are better than others and skill wise. Um, but fighting is a skill. That is a skill to me. Um, and you know, you're not going to have, there's obviously going to be some guys who don't like it that have to do it, but for the majority the guys that fight, they like to do it. And yeah. you know, it like, it's not like we're going to someone else's job and saying to them, well, you shouldn't be doing this. We don't do that. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's just guys, it's what they bring to the team, right? They're the ultimate the ultimate team players. We sign, we sign up for it. Yeah. Like we they're, no, and you know what? Like do I to be honest, do I like to do fight? Uh for the most part, no. But after when it's happened and like, you know, my adrenaline's going win or lose, I'm like, all right, like you know, yeah. Well you also good. you yeah, you also like that the guys will come up to you and give you a tap and be like, Hey, thanks man for having my back. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that 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 stuff does feel good. And that stuff forget what everyone will say. Like that stuff does make a difference in team chemistry and team dynamics and team morale. Sure. You know, like I witnessed a guy, you know, lose a fight so bad, but he stood in there and he stood up the entire time. And he took every punch and he gave a couple punches and we were losing three, nothing at the end of the second period. You know, he got into this fight. Like the guys were so pumped Went in the locker room, we came back, we won the game in regulation, but like that I'll never forget the way he made me feel 
by going out there and saying, boys, I got this. I'm going to go do whatever I need to do for us to win. Like, I'll right. never forget feeling that because he went out there and, like, he sacrificed himself for the greater good of the team. Like, that stuff, like, you can't, you can't write that stuff any better. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, it, they, they, with them trying to take out fighting and stuff, like, I don't understand why, why they're trying to do it when, you know, there's UFC. Everyone always talks about UFC and all these boxing. Like, this summer when we were at the gym. The yeah. Whole, like, what, two weeks before the Mayweather-McGregor fight? Oh, even more. Two about, months. Bro. Yeah. Right? Like, people want to see that. And it I is. Think, it's, it's just, it goes back to human, you know, principles. Human like, they, yeah, human nature. Like, we've always had, you know, the 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 guy the gladiator fighting the beasts you know that's yeah. just how it is like the men want to do manly things like that like I, I don't know what they what they're thinking like that's just that's just how people think like i don't know whether whether people agree with it or not you know i think based on you know i saw i saw that movie that documentary they did what was it uh enforcers no um oh yeah the last um yeah yeah i know glad- what you're talking about yeah you know um, you know what i'm talking about the documentary yeah. About yeah. all all the the fighters. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was called uh, Enforcers Last Gladi- or Last Gladiator, maybe. No, Last Gladiator was with that French guy. Oh, okay. Well, uh, either one. I mean, we'll figure we'll figure it out. I know. But, I know which one you're talking about, though. Yeah. yeah. They. You know. I think it was Jeff Merrick. He was on there. He was talking and like I think he yeah. he mentioned Black that Manco and all them. Yeah. Yeah. He he was mentioning that like. Uh, there was a very small percentage of guys who got into fights that, that like concussions happened from fights and majority of the concussions happened from uh violent open ice collisions. Not, and even that like, Gallant, Phil- Brett Gallant, he was on there. He talked about how he's been in what, probably 200 fights that guy. And he has never had a concussion from a fight, but exactly. Yeah. He took a hit. He took a hit and they gave him a concussion. There's more concussions from hits than there are from fights. And and a lot of the concussions are, you know, there there's a lot of new science and new stuff being determined. And like a lot of it has to do with the neck and the skeletal system and, and the way, you know, you get hit across the chin, how it can give you a little bit of like whiplash and what whiplash is, you know, it's your, the you know, the spinal cord getting a little bit out of alignment and then, sorry, the spinal column getting a little bit of alignment and it doesn't allow the messages, you know, to transfer from your you know, the, the part of your body that you want to move or, you know, you just don't get the, cor- the correct signals up to your brain. And, you know, I've been just learning more about that stuff just to, you know, just to learn. And, you know, who knows what's right and what's not, but there's people out there who are trying to make sense of it. But I, I think being, you know, part of the game and like being in it, you know, I just feel safer knowing that there, there's guys who will, possibly make the other guys be accountable right right and yeah i mean this is a topic that kind of fires me up a bit because yeah me too i'm really passionate about this actually. yeah and the thing that is for me is that it it's not even coming from hockey players or like the league really it's coming from people outside of hockey yeah and people who want to be politically correct like yeah, give me a break just, like honestly give me a give me a break what you want to say like you don't have anything to do with hockey just don't like <laughs> I they they tick me off the most just because it's you're not a part of the game you don't actually understand the game it's just you don't want to see it 
Yeah. And it's like, if you don't want to see it, then those are the type of fans that I don't want to see there. Yeah. It, you know, like we, we need, we love the fans and like, we, we want them there, but if they don't want to be there, like, why do we want them there? You right. Know? Like we, we want the guy, we want the people like the guys and girls there who, you know, they want to be there and, and we want to do whatever we have to do to make sure that when they're coming to, to support us, that we're, we're showing them that we care that they're there by giving them the best possible performance we can, you know? Well, yeah, right. And it, to go back to that movie, when they were interviewing people, they probably interviewed, I, I, let's say, 10. And out of those 10, there's only one person to say, no, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't belong in the game. And to me, it's like, okay, well, one out of 10, like, I, I, I mean... I could do without that person being at the game if you don't like it. And I'm not just saying hockey's all about fighting. I'm just saying that, like... It's, it's not. Part, it's just a, it's a part of the game. It's, it's like penalty killing, you know? Yeah, like, it's exactly. like exactly. it's like the penalty kill. It's yeah. like the power play. It's like, yeah. you know, offsides. It's just part of it all. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those sports that emotions are high. And, you know, testosterone's going, whatever, and... Uh, it's just, it happens a lot. Yeah. You know, it, the one, the fights that I don't like are the ones where, you know, they're, they're staged. And yeah. Like, no, but, but the, those, those ones, yeah, those, those ones can go. Those are, I understand. Like, get those out of the game. Those, like, those have no part of the game. But if something happens, yes. You know. Absolutely. It, you know, uh, those are the type of fights that I don't mind is when it's, kind of heat a moment or if he did something to one of your players or something like that yeah exactly like could you imagine like crosby gets hit like a dirty hit and then nobody does anything like that's insane to me that just sounds like no no well no. why do you think they went and got reeves yeah exactly and, and you know what after they got reeves you know the nhl is such a boys club sometimes that you know because they won the stanley cup and they went out and got reeves there's a bunch of teams that went out and got tough guys. Yeah. It is a copycat league, right? That's that's just how sports work. Like the when when you see one team win championships, you just automatically want to copy what they're doing. But exactly. little do they know, once they're winning championships, they're already thinking, Okay, how do we change so that we can win again? Right? Like right. they're yeah. they're they're staying ahead of the game. Right. You know? yeah. Before we seg before we segue, I just wanna Leave you with the. I know we talked about it before, but you were the only guy who ever asked me to fight in junior hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were the only guy. I think we, I, you were in Sarnia, and I think yeah, I don't know if you were like sixteen or something, but we were, yeah, we were crushing you guys, and I had a lot of points that game. And I remember you, you kind of hit me on the forecheck, and then I skated away. And you slashed me on the back of the, the leg, and you're like, "Hey, you want to go?" And I looked at <laughs> and I looked at you. And I was like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> and I, I honestly don't even remember that, but it was it, in Brampton. It was in Brampton. Yeah, you know, I, I remember you on Brampton, but I don't remember asking you. <laughs> I, do, I do remember. Um, remember uh, that Smythe or Smith on that? Yeah, 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 Matt Smythe, yeah. And and you two looked identical. I always got you guys confused because <laughs> you both had like a stupid chin strap on your uh, face there, facial hair. <laughs> well, he was he was pretty fast, so it was. I mean, thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a <better> player. <laughs> oh, I mean, thanks. But Matt is yeah, Smith is a good kid. I actually saw him 
two years ago, he's living down in Florida. Uh, he's actually a really nice kid. He, oh, yeah, he's, he's a really nice kid. Didn't work out for him totally with hockey, uh, but he was he was actually a really good hockey player. To be quite honest with you, he just he was coming from he was like one of the best roller hockey players in in uh, North America. Really? And yeah, in Florida, he was actually one of the best, and he. Like, he would always win, like, MVP at, like, Narch and stuff like that. And he was, he was really, really good. Um, and then he came, he, you know, he was playing ice hockey, obviously, too. And he got drafted in the first round by Brampton. And then he did, he did pretty good. But, you know, it just didn't, for whatever reason, it just didn't work out. But, yeah, he's a nice kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, do, you, uh, do you remember Andrew Carroll? Did you ever hear about him? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, well, I actually talked about him a little bit in the last podcast we did. That's, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. I I remember him, and he nicest guy. And you know, I, I hope that his family's, you know, thoughts and prayers are with them. And but uh, you know, it's it's that goes back to, you know, the whole mental part of the game, and it can affect your health too. You know, so you, you just gotta be careful and reach out if you're ever having troubles. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he, it's man, he, it was so sad. Like he's just he was the nicest guy. Nice. You, he always made you feel like you were like the most important person in the in the world, like and that at that time you were conversing yeah. with him, you know, For like he sure. was. Yeah, he was so genuinely kind. The guy would never swear. Had no. the biggest legs, like his legs were enormous. Yeah. He were he worked so hard. You know, yeah, it's just it was sad. You know, I saw uh, Kyle G and he tweeted a bunch of stuff, and him and uh, Andrew were pretty good friends and. Uh, he, you know, it's, it's just sad. And, you know, if people out there, you know, that I, I was talking about this last episode, but, you know, the the more we can do, uh, it, it, the better it is for all of us, like just as a, you know, a human race, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not just about like, hey, let's, let's spread the mental health, you know, hashtag and stuff like that. It's about like, holding the door open for, you know, your buddy next to you or, you know, saying something nice to someone because you never know what that person's going through, you know, in their day. And yep. you know, the, the more we can do just to promote happiness, like, and, and like be, you know, empathetic towards people and show compassion and be kind it is so, so important because you just, you just never know. And like with Andrew, like you would never know that that yeah. was going on, you know? Well, yeah. And he's, you know, he's exactly what you said. You just never know. And, you know, that's why just be nice to everyone you know it's it's one of those things that you just don't know what someone's going through um you know and the whole bullying and all that like you just you just never know and you just just be you just gotta be good to people you know be be good and treat people the way you'd want to be treated yeah be a decent human being you know like just be be nice to people because you know at the end of the day we're all in this together you know like why we need to be pulling separate directions like we're we're all in this, you know, this life together, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I appreciate that. So that was good. Um, well, uh, let's make a quick transition here before, you know, I know you've been on for quite a while here, but uh, it's great. I think the conversation is going awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll segue to this part uh, where we talk about, you know, you've been very active in the coaching with like shifted and, you know, what we're doing here, what we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, you've been really, honestly, really great. And, uh, you know, coaching the kids and especially, um, you know, from day one, you were always very, you know, eager to kind of be involved in it and, 
and you always showed a good interest in it and you've been doing some really good work with you know some of the kids um that you are working with right now but uh what what have what are your thoughts on this on the whole thing and you know being a part of it and and being able to you know help these these young kids you know it's it's a lot of fun because it's you, you know as a hockey player you you eat breathe sleep hockey and you know uh to kind of give back to the sport that's given me everything you know it's it's it means a lot to me to do that and uh you know and to see the youth you know i want to work with the youth and uh help make the game of hockey better because to me it, it, we talked about it, it's getting boring and i want to see it get better and um you know i with shifted i think it's great because it's you uh, for me, I never even got that opportunity when I was younger. So to have this now, you know, I'd be excited if I was a young player because it's not only you get to see video and go over it, but you're going over it with current players and guys who have, guys who have been through it and are still going through it. Um, and, you know, it just if I had Mike Ricci do this to me, yeah. I was, you know, before – when I was in minor hockey, I'd probably be 10 times better than what I am now. And, you know, I just, I just think it's, it's a great program. And, you know, I, I like working with the kids and, and it's a lot of fun. I'm glad to hear you say that because I know that you've made a difference in all the guys you've been working with. And, you know, I get emails from, from the people that, you know, that the, all the guys have been working with and, you know, like they've had nothing but good things to say about you and, uh, I think that's that's a testament to how much you love the game and how much you've grown as an individual and as a person. And, you know, I think it's it's good and it shows in your hockey career and it will definitely set you up for, you know, your your hockey career or your post-hockey career. You know, you, you probably haven't given that too much thought yet because you're busy being in it. But, you know, it's just something that we all have to be cognizant of because we can't play forever. It's just how... The world works, the, I guess, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that, not only that, but, yeah, it does, you know, help for post-hockey. And if I want to be a coach or, you know, a GM or a scout or something like that to go over what I, you know, what I'm looking for in a player. But also it's, it, it's actually helped me because I watch him. I'm like, okay, he shouldn't be doing this. And then I implement that into my game as well. Right. That's amazing to hear you say that because that's literally exactly how I feel too when, I, when I'm doing it. You know, you're, you're looking at the kid and you're saying, okay, this is what you should do. But then I'm thinking like, okay, in that situation in the game, you know, what am I doing? And I find when I go to the game, you know, I can't be a hypocrite and not do what I'm telling this kid to do. So I'm like working even harder because I told this kid, hey, do this in this situation. Right. Well, I'm not just it. Like I... <laughs> I, the one kid I'm working with, uh, I, I keep noticing he has a habit of not coming back to his own end uh, heart. And so when he gets back there, it's already starting to go the other way. And he might be either caught a little bit behind or not in the play or whatever. And I, I realized that that's actually in my game too. And I watch myself do it all the time. And so it's good because you catch yourself doing it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a good learning tool, and I and I appreciate you saying that for sure. Um, 
but yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been a really fun journey so far. What, uh, what are you up to away from hockey and from shifted, uh, uh, you know, like what kind of stuff do you guys have going on in, uh, on the, on the side, I guess, or in the, in the background? Uh, as in terms of after hockey or no, like what are you like working on during the season as my hobbies? No, no. Like what, what kind of like, are you working on like some projects or like you got any business aspirations or like, what are you kind of doing? Like, you know, uh, on the side or like, or what are you, are you, have you been thinking about like life after hockey? You know, like what's, uh, where are you at? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, I just actually recently uh, started a company with my uh, sister. We uh, invested in um, a couple of restaurants. And, oh, nice. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Copper Branch. It's uh, a plant-based restaurant, so we're trying to we're trying to feed better food to people. There's non-GMOs. No, it's all organic. Um, so it, it's just a really fast food, healthy restaurant that uh, is new to Ontario, and uh, it started out in Montreal. So uh, that's kind of my project right now with my sister. And our first restaurant is supposed to open up in about, uh, I think, March, March 4th, I think it's supposed to open up. So around the corner. Yeah, it's it's a couple <laughs> weeks away, so we're uh, we're right in the thick of things right now, and, and uh, so. that's pretty awesome. Where where are these uh, located? Uh, we got one located in the first one's going to be located in Barry. Uh, that's the one that's opening up uh, in March, beginning of March, and then uh, we have another one opening up in Newmarket. Nice. And that one that one's going to be probably the start of summer. Um, so those will be our, our first stores. And then, uh, we have one more that will be in the future. Um, but, uh, that's for me, that's kind of my, uh, project for now, uh, for after hockey. That's not exactly what I want to do, but it's more of an investment for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I'll always want to stay around hockey because that's, you know, hockey's my true passion and that's all I know. And, uh, well, not all I know now. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, you're expanding your horizons. Yeah, exactly. I'm expanding. Um, but, uh, you know, it's something that uh, I think I always want to be a part of. Yeah, you feel passionate for it. And I could definitely see, you know, like – I. Listen, uh, being, you know, I've known you for a while now and, I, and I've seen the evolution of uh, MASH, you know, yeah. I, I, I can appreciate the hard work and the diligence you put into, you know, your craft. And uh, I know from being your training partner that you push me, you know, beyond, you know, what, what I'm capable of. Right. And, and I hope that I can do the same for you. And like our, our group is, I think it's a pretty good group and it's a fun group. Um, but uh yeah, I, I appreciate that hard work that you've put in, and, and I know that it's directly had an effect and an impact on your hockey career. And, and you've, I've seen you get to the top of the top, and I, and I think that's pretty pretty awesome to to see that that hard work paying off. Yeah, I think it's just our group in general. We push each other, and you know, I, I, this summer I I'm excited. I hope we can find something, you know, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we will. Obviously, we'll make it work. But, uh, you know, with our group, I don't think any of us would be where we are today without our group, to be honest with you. For sure. And just, you know, the friendships that we're making, right? Like like lifelong friendships that we have. Well, you know, that's like a... it's, you know I, I the way I see it is I, I come to this for the season and 
that's my family for the season. But I know that every summer my real family is going to be there. <laughs> I, I honestly look more forward to the summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just because of our group than I do for the season. Cause, well, the season's the unknown, which I don't like. I don't like the unknown, but um, just uh, – I don't know. It's a real, it's a real great, good group of guys that we have, and you know they're definitely all really good friends of mine. I don't even see them as friends; I see them as family. To be honest with you, absolutely, I I would agree, and I know the other guys would agree too. Even though we we spend a lot of the time giving each other uh, grief, but uh, I think everyone would feel the same. Hey, you chirp the ones you love the most. Absolutely. <laughs> So I guess we'll head into the last part of the the chat here today, and it's the uh, shifted mindset, uh, this or that. It's a little fun sort of thing we have. We'll ask you a few things here, and you're just going to basically pick one or the other. All right. All right. We'll start. I've asked this to everybody. Shots or chances? Shots or chances? Yes. Chances. Ooh, I like that. Scoring a goal or defending a play? Oh, goal for sure. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised. A, a lot of the guys have picked the other one. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I get more thrill over goal than I do out of defending a play, but that's why I'm not on the PK and on the power play. <laughs> uh, respect. <laughs> um, a hit or a stick check? Hit. Mm-hmm. Fighting, yes or no? Yes. Cryptocurrency or s- stocks? Uh, wh- what did you say? That was the first one? Cryptocurrency or stocks? What? I don't know what cryptocurrency is. Like Bitcoin. Oh. Um... It- Neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give you that. That's cool. I mean, you guess you just got to invest in the restaurants. Then. <laughs> That's it. I like uh, safer options. Nice. That's cool. GIG. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Best NHL arena. Oh. Um. I have to go with Chicago, and I'm not trying to be biased. Even when I was with the Sharks the first time, I played there my second NHL game and thought it was the best arena, the United Center. Yeah, that place is pretty awesome. It's so loud, and, you know, anytime the fans, you know, when they're screaming during that national anthem, it's it's crazy. The madhouse. Madhouse, yeah. Lake living or city life? Oh, Lake Living. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, you just never know. <laughs> Restaurants. You, you like fast food or you like sit-down meals? Ooh, depends. Depends on? My state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that's, that's totally cool. I mean, okay, what would you do right now? Right now, oh, it'd be it'd be uh, sit down. I think it depends though. Like, if if it's a nice day out, you want to sit around on the patio. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Right? And you're and you're in a nice part of the country where you can do that kind of stuff. Right. If you if it's winter time, you don't want to sit around. You want to just grab something and go. It's takeout. It's state of mind for me. Depends. 
Well, pick one or the other. Oh, well, uh, we need one. Sit, sit down, sit down. Okay, okay, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, GMO or organic? Sorry, non-GMO or organic? Organic. Why? Uh, I think organic. You're feeding your body better fuel. Um, you're not getting the the chemicals uh in in your body you're you're just eating more clean okay respect i like that (laughs) what heritage do you have other than being canadian like do you have like do you have german in you you have finnish do you have i got german uh, a little scottish uh, those are the only two that I actually know is German and Scottish. Okay. Mostly right. German. Nice. Maschinta. <laughs> That's actually not the real pronunciation, by the way. How, what is the real pronunciation? Do that. Why not? It's because it's so bad, man. Like, it's... Okay. Uh, just take out the N. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got it. That's yeah. great. That's great. All, all, <laughs> all the all the German guys will definitely know it. Yeah. For sure. yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite social media? Uh, I don't have very many. I just like to stay off of that, but uh, Twitter is the only one that I have. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Instagram. I don't have any of that. Hello? You there? Hello? Sorry, we got cut off there. Well, we'll go back to that one. Favorite social media? Uh, I don't have any social media besides Twitter. I'm not a big social media guy. Okay. So that will lead me to a very easy next question. Where can people find you on social media? (laughs) (laughs) Twitter. (laughs) All right. That's kind of cool. And, uh, yeah. And, And how can... How can people follow your team? Do you know, like, do, does the team do a lot of Instagram posting? Or? Yeah, our team has both Instagram and Twitter, so it's uh, the San Jose Barracuda. Nice. That's a cool name. I like I like Barracuda. And, you know, San Jose always has a special place for me because I was drafted by them. So. Yeah, yeah. Was Timmy Burke there when you were here? For sure he would be. A hundred percent. I actually wanted to ask you about him before, but, you know, I, I thought – we could have our own podcast episode just dedicated to Timmy Burke, you know, <laughs> but he was, yeah, he actually taught me quite a bit and he, he's a funny guy. Yeah. He's, he's very knowledgeable of the game. Yeah, um, he is. And he, he's, uh, he 
can be hard on you, but again, it goes back to what we're saying. It's he's one of those guys that, you know, even though he's hard on you, he's doing it for a reason because he actually cares about you. Yeah, I I got that impression as a kid. Like I was literally 18 years old, fresh out of like playing just my first like real taste of the OHL. I only played like the playoffs, uh, and then I got ended up getting drafted, and then I go to the training camp and he's there like watching me as we, we do that, that jumping test, you know, you have to yeah. jump over the, that thing that they have there. I the don't log? Know. Yeah. Yeah. The log. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just like standing right over me and he's just like, when I'm done, he's like, man, do you, do you even do plyometrics in the summer? And I'm like, whoa, man. But you know, like he's just so funny like that, but yeah, he, he does little things like that to see if he can get in your head. Yeah, he to, he's one of those guys that likes to see how strong you are mentally. Yeah, but you know what? He was. I, I ended up uh, playing uh, in San Jose for for the Abs, and you know it was one of my. Uh, it was one of my first, like my third game or something. We played in San Jose, and you know he was one of the guys to come down and congratulate me and say like, "Hey, you know, good job," you know, after after one of the games. So like, I I always remember that kind of stuff. Yeah, as I said, he's one of those guys that is hurt on you, but he generally cares about you. Yeah, I felt I honestly felt like that with Doug Wilson too. Like he was there, he was a GM too, and he seems like a, a really yeah. super guy too. I actually yeah, funny, yeah. funny he's, story he's really... about him. I when I left my my second training camp, <laughs> I got sent down, and before I left in the interview, the exit interview, I was like 19 years old. I'm like, hey, I was like. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm coming back here looking for a spot next year. And I was, I just left. Mic drop. <laughs> I got, uh, so I got, I ended up getting traded. So <laughs> no, I had nothing to do with that, but uh, it was just kind of funny the way it worked out. They were great there. They, uh, yeah, they were super, super people. So it was, yeah, it was good to be drafted by them. They're exact same as when you probably left. Like they're, you know, if not, they're even better people now. Like they're they're very family oriented, and you know, they really want you, you know, to treat the team as if you treat your family. And you know, they uh, we actually just had our parents' weekend here uh, a week ago. Oh, nice. And, yeah. So we had all like it wasn't just parents; like we had aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters here as well. So you know, for them to put that on really shows how you know how important family is to them and to ourselves. You know? That's great. That's awesome. I, I love when teams do that kind of stuff because it makes, it makes the game better and more fun, right? Like you connect with your teammates, right? And, oh, for sure. And you get to know, you know, where they came from and, you know, it just, it, it's just, it's an all around great weekend in general. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been following the Olympics before I let you go? I'm actually watching it as we're talking. I've been watching the women's USA Finland game. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. and I'll well, be watching the I'll watch the USA game tonight because we have our uh, the captain of our team on the team. Yeah, that's why I was uh, that's why I was asking McCarthy. Yeah, no, yeah, I've been we were, our team's been following along a little bit with him. Um, obviously, I want him to do well, but. Uh, Except, Canada, except against Canada, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if it comes down to those two teams, you know who I'll be cheering for. <laughs> yeah, we definitely got to stay, you know. It's, you got to be you got to be a little bit, uh, you know, biased there and pick Canada. Just, 
for sure. For sure. Well, Brandon, I really appreciate the conversation and I'm really glad that you were able to get on the show. Um, thanks again for, for joining us and, and letting people hear, you know, your points of view and, and like your history with the game. And I thought you offered quite a bit of good uh, knowledge for people and a good perspective for them to hear. So I really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll love to have you on uh, again so we can reconnect and see how things have been going. But until then, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. You too. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Thanks, buddy. Ciao. Bye. Thanks, Brandon, for being on the show today. Your perspectives have given a little bit of insight to our listeners on what it's like to be a professional athlete and the mindset that you need to have on a day-to-day basis. Given your state of playing over 500 games in the American Hockey League, over 60 games in the NHL, just goes to show that, like you said, you've earned it on a day-to-day basis and you are willing to put in that work to be able to stay at a high level for a long time. The consistency that you need to have to be able to play that many games really is overlooked and when you see players that have played that many games it usually means they've done something right repeatedly. That's how good habits are formed and Brandon I could tell you from first-hand experience has got some good habits when it comes to the way he prepares both in season and off season. If you like today's episode and you'd like to hear more please leave us a rating on iTunes because it will help other people see it. This rating will help other people when they go and search for things like hockey on the podcast. It will help them to see ours and it will show up more. And this will allow us to continue to do and put out great content. Thanks guys for listening. And until next time, keep performing optimally. Thank you.